Blog Talk Radio. January 12th, 36 degrees. I'm glad to have you guys on board wherever you are and however you may be. We appreciate you listening. Right here in New York, New York. Right here in the Man Cave. Lots to get to on today's program, picking up from where we left off yesterday. I had a lot of fun yesterday. Surprised I didn't lose my voice overnight. I was hoping I didn't lose my voice, but yesterday was a lot of fun. A lot of fun yesterday. Wild Card Weekend recap, NFL. NFL coach and carousel as well. NFL headlines, NCAA football recap, Alabama versus Clemson. NBA headlines. I'm gonna, actually going to do this today. It's called Just Stuff. Just stuff, things going on in the world besides sports. A lot of things to talk about today. Hopefully we get to that point in the show and uh, raw recap from last night. Well, listen to Ken Fraven's Sports Talk Show. Live call-ins at 661-449-9904. Email us at kbsquare.gmail.com. Follow myself on Twitter at kdoa79. Also on iTunes, go to search. Type in the Ken Fraven's Sports Talk Show. Google at kabrams79. Pinterest and also Tumblr as well. Well, Bam and Clemson lived up to the hype. Um, it's been weird because it hasn't been like... Uh, I know it's been heavily promoted, but I didn't feel like it was a big... Yeah, yeah, it was, a, it was a big game, but I just didn't feel like maybe I was having been watching a lot of television. I didn't get that hype from the media this year as I did in previous uh, bowl games, like championship BCS games. Um, 
But it's certainly looked to the hype because the bowl games this year, this this season was kind of eh. A lot of bowl games, man. A few good games out there. Everything else was kind of like, eh. The times are weird. Not people, not the ratings are down. But this one lived up to the hype, man. Huge game, back and forth. And they even said yesterday, put in my Facebook wall, this game is going to be closer than a lot of people may think. Um, so Bama, hats off to Bama, man. Just unbelievable. Four titles in the last seven years for Nick Saban. He's got five titles now. One behind Bear Bryant. He's got five. Um, but it was a really good game, back and forth, back and forth. It was kind of, kind of weird. Alabama's defense wasn't Alabama's defense in the past. Defense has been really good. That front seven, really, really good. Clemson at one point drove down with like 30 seconds. Deshaun Golson, just unbelievable. They played a heck of a game. That onside kick, money. At one point, you thought Clemson was winning. The other point, you thought Alabama was going to win, and then Alabama just broke it open. Kick return, touchdown, special teams, man. If I was going to ask you today, him or Bill Belichick's career, who would you rather have? What's next for Nick Saban? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is he going to go to the NFL? Maybe take up a TV job? So a lot of questions now. What if? What does he do? What does Nick do in his future? For his future. But um, really interesting, enjoyable game last night. Clemson, they brought it, man. They really did. My correction, Deshaun Golston, Deshaun Watson. 93.7 total QBR since 2004. That was the fourth best in a national championship game. Best in loss, Jay Coker. 92.4, fifth best, 2004. So Deshaun Watson. Money. Pretty good. Better than advertised last night. Alabama 13-game win streak against Clemson in the first 12 games of that run. Alabama allowed 54 points. It allowed 40 last night. Alabama has won 11 national championships in the pool era since 1936, the most of every team. Your thoughts on this game? Uh, Welcome back to the program, Dave. Your thoughts on what we saw last night, Bama-Clemson, live up to the hype? Uh, Definitely. Very good, uh, exciting game. Uh, Back and forth, like you said. So much for seeing two awesome defenses. Uh, They did their thing, but uh, like I said last uh, yesterday's show, Alabama always has trouble with a running quarterback and Deshaun Watson is more than just, he he was the best player on that field last night for sure. And uh, they had uh, difficulty uh, uh, holding him down. And if it wasn't for, you know, a lot of clutch plays on special teams, I think Alabama loses this game. Right. Uh, no doubt. So it was a, it was a good national championship game. Um it was. It looked a little closer with that final score than it was because uh, they kind of broke it open, 45-33, and then they had that late touchdown to kind of close out the game. Right. But uh, yeah, it lived up to its hype. Um, you know, flicking back and forth between that and Monday Night Raw. So uh, yeah, I got. I, I won that bet. You know, plus Clemson plus seven. They saved me there at the end. I was very excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a. Uh, it was good. Good game. Good game. Definitely. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Watson's career in the NFL. Wonder if he's gonna kind of translate, or it's one of those guys that are just a quarterback coach, uh, quarterback uh, in college kind of thing, uh, you know, like a Tebow. But uh, it, it's definitely gonna be exciting to see what uh, what he does. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. He was he was advertising last night for the scouts, right, for the NFL last night, big time. I oh think. yeah, oh yeah, did a good job. And it's a uh, you know, it's not just he's not just one dimensional. I mean, he can't just you know he's not just one of those running quarterbacks that runs all the time. I mean, he can he can air it out too. So uh, 
very talented. Yeah, definitely talented kid. Um, it's yeah, it was like that game towards the end. Did Alabama just let up uh, towards the end there? Like thirty seconds left, they're down with thirty three to forty five, something like that, and then all of a sudden, seven points back in the board in thirty seconds. Bama just stopped playing, did they? Uh, seemed like it. Seemed like it. I mean, that last touchdown that Clemson scored, um, that was a great pass. If you saw that, I mean, yeah, was, there was no other spot he could throw that ball uh, without it getting knocked down. Uh, fantastic pass for the touchdown. It, it, I mean, I guess they kind of lit up. Um, I mean, if you saw the coverage, I mean, they were right on him. Right. So uh, maybe it's just Watson's that good. That offense was moving the ball very well. I mean, and it was really cool seeing how he recovered from uh, an early turnover. Um, yeah. In the in the, on the big stage, so uh, he came back from that interception and had a had a fantastic game. One of the best games I've ever seen in a national championship. They yeah, really did. Alabama fourteen to win national championship and tra- trailing into the fourth quarter national championship was Nick Saban's hundredth win as Alabama head coach. I mean, this game was combined um, last night for eighty five points, the most ever. In a, in a BCS title game, and that's saying something, man. These guys are just trading blows, trading shots, and I'm like, man, the onside kick was clutch. Um, it did go more than ten yards. Big, big thing about it didn't go more than ten yards, but it went, it went more than ten yards. And um, even their onside kick towards the end, I mean, it, you know, that's all luck too. You never know what could happen with that one, but um, 85 points combined, so well advertised. But to me, I don't, I didn't feel the big hype of this game leading up to this game. I don't know, is it me? Or it's just I just didn't feel it from the fans, media. It didn't feel like a game you had to watch. I don't know. I just get that feel this year. Uh, yeah, it's a little different. I mean, we had a a crazy weekend with the NFL, so that kind of overshadowed what was happening Monday. We were kind of exhausted from a long weekend of shenanigans and crazy games. Right. So uh, it's definitely a little drained. Uh, but, yeah, I guess, you know, with this new college football playoff, you have those two big games before the national championship game, too. So, I mean, I don't know if it's just the scheduling, uh, yeah. you know, having it on a Monday night, you know, instead of maybe a, a Saturday. Yeah, you know, like yeah. maybe a Saturday night game uh, right, would be right. a little little different. But, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe it was just not the matchup that everyone wanted. Um, you know, a lot of people were clamoring for Oklahoma and Michigan State. Right. But uh, I, I thought it was a great game. I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I definitely did too. I was watching back and forth, like you said before. So now, does Dabo Sweeney come back to his alma mater in Alabama? What if Nick Saban leaves? What if, what, if, what is what do you do, um, Nick Saban? Um, him or Bill Belichick's career? Would you rather have right now? I'll take uh, Bill Belichick for sure. I mean, this guy has a dynasty going in the uh, NFL, and that's hard, very hard to do. You see a lot of dynasties end in like three, four years. This guy's had it going. I uh, had this team on top for almost a decade and a half. Right. And uh, he does a great job with the team. Uh, they're, they're always dealing with injuries. They always find a way to cope with it. It's always next man up on that team. And he's always successful. And that's a, that's a pretty uh, impressive career. Definitely a Hall of Fame career for sure in the NFL. It's hard not to want that. I mean, you know, if you're, making if you're it on that next level. Yeah, that's and a bigger scale too. Alabama's Bama. Yeah. That's that, that's that's all Alabama is. College football. That's that's Alabama. That's big time down there. Nick Saban totally in control. If you're Nick Saban, would you rather stay in Alabama, try to maybe cement your legacy even more, passing Bear Bryant, or you take a jump to the NFL or just do television? 
I would stay. Well, I mean, depending on what he wants to do, if he wants to keep putting in the time with uh, recruiting for Alabama, I would say just stay at Alabama. There's no sense in going to the NFL. He already had that experience and it didn't go too well. I don't know if it's in part of being head coach of the lowly Miami Dolphins, but uh, we know how that organization is. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's so much easier to recruit at Alabama. He can make a dream team. And always have that little that upper hand on other teams because he is at Alabama. That's the place where all the star players uh, in high schools want to go play. That's the next logical step to the NFL. He's going to get you into the NFL. And that's a big selling point for him. And that's why he's getting all this talent. He always has the upper hand uh, against a lot of other colleges in the uh, SEC and throughout college football. So it's a it's a tough gig to to give up. Um, if anything, if he maybe he's tired of it, I would say yeah, go to TV. Uh, NFL coaching is not worth the stress, and you know he'll probably get canned in a year or two anyway. The way they're uh, getting rid of coaches nowadays. Yeah. So if that happens, Dabo Sweeney, does he come back? Maybe he comes back to his alma mater in Alabama to coach him up. I mean, or does he stay in Clemson with Deshaun Watson? But that's only for one season. If you stay with Deshaun Watson for one season in Alabama, he could stay there for quite some time and build his resume up even more. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's all about recruiting. That's the number one thing. And just being on in the spotlight and being in the national championship game. Yeah, they lost, but the season they had was fantastic, going undefeated up until the championship game. It's a big selling point. Uh, just watching him being uh, watching him on TV, uh, watching you know the, all the locker room fun that they have. Uh, he's a player's coach. They love his players love him. And that's a big selling point to go to Clemson. And, you know, they have Watson for now, who I, I believe I love Christian McCaffrey. I think he's fantastic, but Watson for sure is going to be, I think the favorite to win the Heisman next year. And uh, they do have one more year with him, but like I said, recruiting, uh, they could have a big recruiting class and uh, keep it rolling in Clemson. So maybe uh, it's worth just staying. Yeah, so um, really, really good season, really good game. It could have gone either way, man. That game could have gone either way last night, and it was back and forth, back and forth. Do you impressed with Henry last night uh, or or Watson even more? Oh, definitely Watson. Uh, you know, Henry did his thing. He's uh, nothing, spect- uh, you know, uh, out of this world that uh, you don't expect from Henry. He's their workhorse. I'm afraid that Nick Saban took a few uh, NFL years off his career right. with how much he's used them in college. But, uh, he, yeah, he did, his, he did his thing. He had a great game. Um, obviously, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, it was back and forth, man. What talent. Both of those mm-hmm. guys. I definitely mm-hmm. uh, both should get a thumbs up and uh, are going to be – I think they're both going to be great in the uh, in the NFL in the future. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. It's funny that uh, Tom Rinaldi asked um, Nick Saban to smile for once, and he actually did last <laughs> night. It was just him and Bill Belichick. I don't know what it is in my head. I, they must be really good friends, man, because they act very, very similar. Nick with the the press, Bill Belichick with the press as well. Both say, I guess less means more, right? With their jobs and and, and those resumes those guys have, right? I think Belichick does it just to troll everyone. <laughs> tell you the truth man he is funny when he gets on that podium uh just oh, monotone man. not saying much Nothing. yeah yeah I th- i'm telling you he's just trolling the media and that's what he does it's, it's actually kind of comical and uh yeah. you know people get annoyed by it but i think it's it's fantastic and i get a kick out of it all the time 
uh, yeah, you know, you just let your play, you let your pay, play speak for itself. There's no need to, you know, make excuses up there. Uh, he's always, you know, these guys are always accountable when they when they lose, which is pretty rare. But yeah, yeah I think uh, just let let the play on the field uh, speak for itself. It's a lot lot larger than words. By the way, um, so heck of a game. Kudos to both guys. Job well done. Um, great season. I mean, these guys are going to be number one, number two this next year, right? Coming back, you got a or top five, right? I mean, Clemson, Bama. I mean, you know, they're they're going to be up there again. Maybe they might have a rematch next year. Who knows? But uh, one heck of a game last night between these two teams. And uh, after the game, by the way, Lane Kiffin needs a ride. Apparently, the um, the team bus left him behind. Since he was doing interviews, but he's not allowed to do he's not allowed to do interviews anyway. So the driver and others probably thought he was on the bus and they just took off and left him there. Man, that's that was just funny. It's it's always something, you know. It can't just be a football game. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something that happens, you know, some shenanigans that uh, you just have to laugh at. Uh, yeah, it was funny seeing the picture of him just like kind of waiting outside with his uh, bag, looking a little confused. I'm sure he's got the money to get a cab or a limo to wherever he needs to go. So I'm sure it wasn't too big a deal. Did he call Uber last night over under? Uh, Definitely. I think he went the Uber route (laughs) for sure. Over under. If you're you're a Clemson fan leaving that game and you see Lane waiting for his bag for a ride, what do you do? Do you stop? Do you yell? Do you scream? Do you pick him up? What do you do? Keep it moving? What do you do? Flipping the bird? What do you do? It's a Clemson fan. Ah. I don't know. It'd be pretty cool to give him a ride. You know, just be like, <laughs> right? You'd say like, yeah, I just had a had a conversation about the game with Lane Kiffin. Uh, oh, you know, just man. pick his brain a little bit. That, that's kind of pretty cool. Uh, that, you're not going to get many opportunities to do that. Well, you're so, a normal uh, guy. I mean, you have these, these fans. You know how these fans Yeah, are. these crazy Sorts people. They probably yeah. pick them up and drop them off, like uh, drop oh. them off in uh, Canada or something, you know. Oh, and... <laughs> man. Man. Crazy fans, maybe kidnap him or something, hold him ransom for that national championship trophy. Man, Lane looked pretty crazy. sad there with his bag. He looked pretty sad, like lost. He did. Man. Like, he did. Man. Downtrodden. Can we just <laughs> had a perfect game? Like just something had to happen with Lane Kiffin, right? But Lane, but he's not allowed to do to, to do interviews though. So why is he even doing interviews? Uh, yeah. I, now, I, how how does that rule work? Does it so you can't do interviews? Can you get permission to do so? I guess you have or to is get it like, permission to do them. Yeah, I, I would think you have to get permission to do them. He's not allowed to talk to certain media outlets. But he was just probably, you know, just in a moment, just doing his thing. Oh, the bus is going to wait for me anyway. It's got to be a head count, a count. Everybody has to be accountable for it. Then we leave. You know, if you go to, like, Apple Picking or the zoo, there's a head count, right? Everybody's yep. making sure he's on there. But <laughs> no, not Lane. Lane was left behind, man. Yeah. Anyone see Lane? <laughs> Lane around? It's a, it's a desert out there too. He could have got lost, dude. I'm telling you, man. He's ugh. Could have been worse. But um, I'm glad they found him, though. At least. It's <sighs> <sighs> unbelievable. Unbelievable. Always something. Uh, always something, man. And uh, see, Darren Ravel tweeted out: Alabama received the registered trademark to Roll Tide in 1985. University had used it in the sale of products since 1940. So uh, a little uh, trivia there about um Alabama roll tide. But those Bama boys, man, four titles in seven years, man. Five overall. That's um that's five and nine years. Five and nine years. Yeah. That's some uh, hardware right there for the for the hand, right? For the right hand. 
that's impressive. That's uh, it's hard to do. Uh, and those some of those guys, man, it's like these kids can't be in college. No way. Some of these guys look like they're 40 years old, like 35, mm-hmm. 40 years old. Monsters, right. man. Monsters. Yeah. I'm like, where does uh, where does uh, Saban find these guys? I don't Just know. uh, like hard, NFL. Yeah. How do they do it, man? I don't know how do they how do they do it every year. Yeah, it's hard, I mean, these right? guys are like NFL ready players that he gets for college. And year in and year yeah. out, man. Yeah, it speaks for itself with all the national championships. Yeah, definitely does. Well, rest in peace to David Bowie. I found a heroes. I wanted to put up this heroes track yesterday. You were telling me to put it up, but I ran out of time yesterday. So I kind of found this track, um, David Bowie. Uh, yes, I've actually been this before we came on. I was able to plug it in for you guys. So we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk Packers Redskins, which we didn't yesterday. So we'll talk Packers Redskins when we get back. Again, for Raven Sports Talk Show. Back after this. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the program, guys. Can't forget the Sports Talk Show live call ins at six six one four four nine 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 four. For you there, Dave. Well, heroes, pretty good track there, man. Yeah, buddy. He had uh, a lot of good songs that I like, so uh, he'll, he'll be missed. But uh, I'm sure he will live on. Uh, he is definitely a legend in um, in music, so his music will definitely live on and uh, you know carry on his spirit. Absolutely, man. Um, 54 after the hour, live call ends at 661449904. So Packers Redskins, uh, this one was kind of close to pick, but like we said, it, you got to go with Aaron Rodgers. Worst comes to worst, it can go either way, but you got to, you put a gun to their heads, you got to go with Aaron Rodgers. After the first three drives, Aaron Rodgers went to six. 11 yards, you're like, oh boy, here we go. The wheels are coming off. Pouty start talking to himself, um, yelling at teammates. Mike McCarthy on the sidelines, not looking comfortable there. Um, but after that, it was, um, he got it going. Um, you know, he got it going. Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. Coom with some nice runs. Uh, Eddie Lacy, Starks, um, Cobb. Um, you know, those guys got it going. Uh, after that rocky, rocky first start, couple of drives there and it was pretty much uh Redskins, you know, they hung in there for a while. Deshaun Jackson did his thing. He should have scored that touchdown. How do you not score that touchdown? Reed is a problem, he's a beast, but it became one dimensional. Packers made him one dimensional and the Redskins became the Redskins, who they really were all season long. So yep. hats up to the Packers. <laughs> hats up to the Packers uh, getting the job done, right? Definitely. I mean I was nervous there, um, thinking about how many memes Haas was gonna put up when I saw the Redskins were up 11 nothing to start the game, right. Right. Uh, you know, starting off the game with that safety, I was just like, oh, no, here we go. I was like, mm-hmm. I can't I can't go through another week of this. So, uh, you know, they turned it on. Uh, Green Bay turned it on. I think it was uh, so many different things that went into it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, had, he had an okay game. I think he had an okay game. Uh, nothing spectacular, you know, 21 for 36, 210 yards, two touchdowns. But the defense kept them in that game. Uh, when they were down 11 nothing, and kept it at 11 nothing for a while. And the run game, no fumbles. Who would have thought? Yeah, no. Uh, that's how you do it. Uh, you know, right. you had Lacey, 63 yards, and Starks with 53. Uh, you had Kuhn with a few runs and uh, a touchdown each. So, uh, you know, having that run game, no turnovers, which was important. And the receivers decided to start catching the ball, I guess, like towards, you know, the end of that first quarter, second quarter. Uh, Adams with a few great grabs. Cobb finally uh, showing up, like you said. He uh, had the dressing on the side. Cobb salad, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no butter fingers, no slippery hands, and uh, the hoodie. What did we say? <laughs> the hoodie. It's all about the hoodie. All James about the Jones. hoodie. Yep. All and, about uh, the he hoodie. He came pretty big too, adding 81 yards there. So yeah. uh, good. Packers looked good. They looked good, but then again, they were against the Washington Redskins. So I can't really say. I, I think the true test is going to see how they play against that crazy Arizona defense, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. And uh, Washington is slacking. I, where was Deshaun? He was kind how of did he, how, did he, how did he not score that touchdown? Was he like uh, foul points? What is wrong with this guy? Every time. Uh, that was it. That was his chance to make an impact. And then he disappeared right after that. Completely vanished throughout the, the, the throughout the game. It? And What is it? They took him away or they just didn't call his number? Because they became one dimension left. After that, right? Yeah, they well, they actually started going to Garcon a lot. Uh, obviously, they go to Jordan Reed constantly. That's their main guy. And uh, even uh, Thompson, Thompson had eight receptions for 89 yards. So they kind of went away from him. Um, I don't know if it was uh, the coverage, uh, maybe kind of focusing on him, taking away the deep threat. Mm-hmm. But 
yeah, it was uh, one of those things. Where's Deshaun? MIA, MIA after not scoring that touchdown. So is it is it this who the Redskins really were all year? Were they a pretender all year? We just just give them a chance. The NFC is just this bad. Somebody had to win it. So the AFC South, and this is who the Redskins really are. I mean, once you take away their strengths. Oh, of course. I mean, you, you got to remember, Washington has not beaten a single team over 500 this year. So, you know, they're beating up on these bad teams, but they can't beat a, a, a decent team over 500. And that's right. that's saying a lot. That's saying how weak the team still is. Um, I know a lot of the Washington Redskins fans are thinking, oh, this is our year, blah, blah, blah. The, the Redskins, they beat up on bad teams all year and showed me that they didn't show me anything. And they came the the real Redskins showed their face in the playoffs, one and done, against an okay Packers team, uh, you right. know, a Packers team that kind of limped into the playoffs, and Washington was favored in that game. Yeah, so that, one, yeah. that just goes to show how uh, bad the Packers were reeling there the last few uh, weeks of the season. There's a lot of things here. Redskins coach John Gruden says Kirk Cousins' developmental development is cause for optimism for the future. You think you missed it? You like that comes back uh, next year under under center? Oh yeah, for sure. He's going to be making that money. He got himself paid this year. He's going to be making at least you know, with the how Snyder spends money, I'd say at least seventeen to twenty mil per. He's definitely going to be the guy over there, and he looked he he looked pretty good. I mean, he's definitely developing. Uh, like I said, there's not too many you know epic quarterbacks in the league, so that's someone you want to lock up there. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, get him some weapons there, uh, solidify that offensive line, and uh, and just roll with Kirk Cousins. Now you, now RG3, I believe, is going to be gone, like we were talking about yesterday. So I believe that distraction is going to be gone from, you know, preseason. Uh, you don't have to go through that nonsense. And uh, Kirk Cousins will just be ready uh, mentally and uh, ready to up his game for next year. Captain Kirk. Yeah, and Gruden also said he, he they have to start at ground zero as a team next season, but we can build with a quarterback who has been there. So I think he's most likely going to be back next year. So the Redskins, so four teams are done after this weekend, and the Redskins locked in at number 21 overall in the 2016 NFL draft. Are they still NFC East favorites now into this upcoming season now, or what do you think about the Redskins moving forward? Um. It's it's hard to say right now with the coaching situation going on in New York and Philadelphia. Right. So, you know, it's kind of we have to see what happens there before we can see what direction each team is going to go in. Are they going to go into a rebuilding mode? Are they going to try to win now? Um, your, your, uh, your, your Eagles talking to my boy Tom Coughlin today. Uh, that should be an interesting meeting there. But uh, I would not like it if you guys got him. <laughs> He's good. He's good at what he does. But, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to say that they're going to be favorites. I mean, right now, they were the most consistent team in a very bad year. you got to remember, Tony Romo's going to come back. How's his health going to be? The Cowboys are right. a very talented team. Right. And uh, I think it would be a completely different story with Tony Romo at the helm the entire year. I believe the Cowboys would have won the division uh, mm-hmm. pretty easily. So yeah, it's a lot of a lot of questions. Um, I guess once we find out the coaching situation, uh, see how the draft goes, then we, I guess we'll really be able to pick who the who the favorite is. But then again, uh, I think Washington was picked to f- finish last this year. Yeah. So it seems yeah. like uh, being the favorite going into the year is not a good thing in the NFC yeah. East. Because usually the favorite is not the one that wins the uh, division. So maybe uh, you know 
they don't want that title. <laughs> um, what do they need moving forward? Uh, backup quarterback, some more offense, running back, wide receiver. I don't think Garcon's going to come back. He's overpaid. $10 million they owe him next year. Um, maybe a little bit more in the back end and the safety help back there on defense. Um, what do you think they need moving forward to to be um, relevant again in the uh, NFC East and in the NFL? Yeah, I think definitely the secondary. You have to work on that secondary there. Work on the defense mostly. Uh, offensive line help always is always good, especially when you're giving uh, you're giving this quarterback some big time money, some big boy money. You have to uh, protect your investment, and that's the most important thing is having that line solidified and and not getting your quarterback hurt. And, uh, yeah, you know, you could get a, a backup quarterback, maybe draft someone. But um, I, I think they have the weapons. You'll have Deshaun still there. Uh, Garcon, gone. I think maybe uh, Thompson steps up there a little bit. Uh, maybe maybe he can get into that second uh, receiver role and uh, just get a number three receiver for him. And Jordan Reed, he's a stud. So that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, pretty good to have him. Uh, tight ends. Having a good tight end is vital in this league. And uh, – Jordan Reed is definitely he's emerging as one of those. He had he had one heck of a year. Yeah, absolutely did. Well, it's about that time again. Participation trophy, right? So, um, <laughs> any trophies you're handing out to the Redskins players? Yeah, well, not only the players, but I'm giving a participation trophy to Haas. Uh, they did well. He was uh, quite the instigator. Quite uh, the troller all year. this year. All year. Yeah. Oh, man, he got under my skin a few times. He got me, man. He got me feeling that <laughs> NEA uh, with some of those memes, those hateful memes, hateful. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely oh. got to give Haas a, a participation trophy. Uh, the Redskins did what they had to do. You can't take anything away from them. I mean, the division was awful, but they got it done. You know, they won the games they needed to, and they got to the playoffs. That's what it's about. It's about getting to the playoffs giving yourself the opportunity to get hot, uh, maybe make a run. Because, uh, you know, it's only – it's a different kind of playoffs. It's one game. Anything could happen. So you never know. Maybe if they beat the Packers, maybe that sparks them on a run, uh, you know, a magical run like the Giants have had uh, to go to the Super Bowl. So uh, you got to give them participation trophy definitely to to uh, the whole Washington team. Um, I believe they proved a lot of people wrong, especially, like I said, since they were picked to finish last in the NFC East. Um, they had a great year. Nine and seven is nine and seven. Yeah. So um, Kirk Cousins definitely showed uh, showed some guts there. He had a, a fantastic year. Uh, went on quite the run at the end. Um, I think it was like twenty three touchdowns, three interceptions. So uh, yeah, they, there's a lot of upside there. Definitely participation trophies all around to uh, Washington Redskins and uh, Haas. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get RG three writing, speaking for him in the locker room. I can do all things Philippians 4.13. Forgive them anyway if you're kind. People may cause you uh, selfish, ulterior motives. Be kind anyway. Succeed anyway. Be honest and sincere anyway. Create anyway. Be happy anyway. Be good anyway. Give your best anyway. It was never between you and them anyway. So um, little partying shots, partying gifts by uh, RG3 there in the locker room. Nope in there right now. I'll actually text it to you right now so you can take a look at it. But um, what do you make of that note? Um, RG3 not speaking to the media. Maybe he's done putting his foot in his mouth, which he's done obviously over and over and over and over again. What do you make of that note? Didn't speak to the media. What do you make of that note? RG3's uh, note left behind in the locker room. Yeah, it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, 
just to you know going back this guy was going to be the future of this franchise right. and uh we we'd have to deal with this guy you know year in and year out in the division and it was it wasn't looking too good for us cuz RG3 mm-hmm. was the truth when he first came into the league and I, I feel, you know, Mike Shanahan overused him. And, and that's what happened, uh, you know, when he had that knee injury, putting him back out there. Right. That was uh, a big turning point in his career. And then just, you know, the coaching change. You, you could tell Gruden did not like RG3 at all at any point. Mm-hmm. And any time he started RG3, I felt was just pressure from probably Snyder or, you know, uh, the uh, front office that this is what the fans want to start RG3. Um, but that that those days are over, and I, I believe he still has the talent. Like I said, he has uh, plenty of options. And right. uh, definitely, you know, that note was kind of, you know, subtle shots, subtle mm-hmm. shots to, uh, I think, maybe Gruden and uh, to, to management. Right. But uh, he, he was a, a consummate professional. He did his thing. He, he kept his mouth shut, and he's ready to uh, take his career elsewhere and, uh, you know, try and uh, get back to that level that he he once was at. And I believe he could do it. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see where he goes and what happens to him moving forward. He just got to stop making those commercials and just stop being a me guy. You know what I mean? Like he's all by himself, not about the team. He's got to be a leader now. I hope this... I hope he grew up. You know, I hope he grew up. Rudin says he handled it well. I hope he grew up, learned his lesson and, um, you know, become a team guy, not a, not a me guy. And he's a you yeah, know, beautiful wife and a family now. I think all that... Fame got to his head, a really quick black African-American quarterback in D.C., all the me, me, me hype and the commercials and him talking, rambling to the media every single day. He just got overboard and overbearing with his teammates, organization, and like you said, the guy was just left by himself with nobody on the sidelines. So I, ho- I hope yeah. he learned his lesson moving forward. I hope he does. Definitely, and that's the way, uh, that's the way you come out of it, uh, you know, get, having that fall from grace you realize you learn to appreciate the good things and, and you kind of learn how to act and, uh, you know, learn truly how to be a professional. So I, I think it's a, definitely a learning experience for him. Yeah, absolutely. Eight after the hour, Kemp Freeman Sports Talk Show Live call-ins at 661-449-9904. So NFL coaching carousel, tons of jobs opening uh, opened up right now. Um, Lovey got canned over the phone a couple of days ago. That was embarrassing. And then you have uh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton might go back to the Saints. Is he back with the Saints yet? Uh, I know Pagano's he's, back uh, for the last four years. He's not been playing. Yeah, he's 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 going to be there. He's going to be in the, with the Saints. Um, they pretty much said that they're not trading him or letting him go. So he he will be back with the Saints. I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised by Pagano. Um, those two, Lovey was kind of a head scratcher too. I mean, eight and twenty nine, something like that, over the last couple of years. But to me, they were in the right direction moving forward. But Lovey got canned. Um, Eagles job has opened up. Giants job has opened up. So a lot of jobs out there. Um, Dolphins got Adam Gase. He interviewed Tyson with the Eagles, but Gase went to the uh, Dolphins. But this is their full, this is their ninth coach since 2004. So are the Dolphins still the same old Dolphins? I mean, and a third hire of an offensive assistant too and coordinator with no head coaching experience. Like Coach Philbin. He was, came from Green Bay, offensive coordinator, had no NFL experience, uh, coaching experience. Um, so are the Dolphins just being the Dolphins, making the same mistake over and over again? Man, I don't know if it's the Dolphins making the mistake or Adam Gase making the mistake. Uh, well, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, I know he's a young he's a young guy and he's hungry for that head coaching job, but you know, like you like you said, they they can coaches uh, year in and year out, and uh, they don't really have any consistency there. 
and it, it might be a tough job. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll come in. Uh, they hired him because he's quote unquote, the quarterback whisperer. So, you know, they, they hired him to see if they can help out um, Ryan Tannehill was a, uh, you know, big part of their uh, cap situation. Uh, two players, uh, Tannehill and, and, and Dominican Sue. Five sacks. Are taking up, yeah, and they're taking up, uh, I think it was a third of the salary cap. Those two players. And uh, let alone uh, Ellerby, who did not even play for the team last year, was also a big hit on the cap too. So right. you could kind of see it's almost organizational issues going on over there, um, you know, with the GM situation and uh, just no consistency. Uh, I wish him luck. I, I hope uh, he does well. Uh, that's a tough division. You know, the Jets are up and coming. They're looking good. Patriots are always, always great. Uh, Bills are looking good. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a few last place finishes, what is he going to get canned in a year or two? It's, yeah. it's, it's a gamble. I don't know, Dave. To me, like these same teams make the same mistakes over and over. That's why they're so bad, and they just can't get over that hump. It seems like, and it starts at the top of the ownership too, and management. It seems like Dolphins with nine head coaches in 2004. Belichick's been there all this time. You know what I mean? I mean, Coughlin's been there all this time with the Giants. Look, yeah, look what they've done. What six yep. six championships to combine between those two guys? So it's just like I don't know, man. Like you want to feel bad for these teams and their fans, but like at the end of the day, you got to blame the owners and the upper management because they're making the same dumb mistakes over and over and over again. Like Browns, certain teams just can't get over the hump. Browns, Dolphins, yeah. they just can't get over the hump every single time, every single year. I mean, nine guys in 2004. What are you really, what are you really selling to the fan base here? I don't know. Yeah. It's just me. I mean, there is South Beach and there's nice things out there in Miami, but like, what are you really selling to the fans? It's a high yeah, rate I, mean, I think. I think that's the that's a difficult part because you're, the fans have other things to do than to watch a mediocre football team play. So it, it's you got to put a good, a great football team out there just to uh, you know. I'd rather be on the beach instead of watching the Dolphins. You know, <laughs> I'd rather be right. on South Beach and uh, right. you know chilling at the Clevelander and and relaxing. But yeah, it's it's a little more difficult for them uh, as a selling point, and right. you know just seeing the uh, inconsistency. It's hard to, you know, get people to go over there. A great coach because you don't see that, okay, we're going to give you four years, five years to do this. It's almost like you have to get this done now. And smart coaches know that it's a project and it's not going to be done overnight. So right. I guess maybe Adam Gase was maybe just kind of one of the only ones that they could get to go over there. Uh, and it's it stinks for the fans. The, the fans of all these franchises, don't you wish the fans could kind of overthrow like the owner after like, oh, say, like yeah. a 10 year period of yeah. just mediocrity and, and just nonsense. They should yeah. be able to like overthrow the, the uh, owner and have yeah. someone else step in. <laughs> yes, Cause that's the only consistency in all these teams is the owner. Yeah. And, and fans and, always come back and we sit there and take it. But at the end of the day, you're like, dude, like, you guys, like, 20 years plus years, you haven't won games or playoffs or whatever. You haven't replaced Dan Marino. Like, at some point, it's just frustrating. Uh, to me, I was just boycott games. Like you said, don't even go to the game. I was having my portable radio at the beach every game day. I'm not even watching them. I'll watch them on a small circuit TV at a bar or somewhere. But I'm not wasting my hard-earned money buying jerseys, tickets, food, parking for these docks. So just taking your money and then just putting it to no good use. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. And they're not giving you anything back. They're not giving you a right. good football team in return and uh, something right. to cheer for. And that's that's an issue. And it's it, you know what? It needs to ha- it happen. It has to happen in a more wide scale. It can't just be like 
a few people boycotting. You know, right. if the whole fan base boycotts a team, then, you know, it's going to be like, uh-oh, well, we're not making any money. That's an right. empty stadium. Oh, mm-hmm. that's a blackout on TV. Right. So now they're not making that money on TV. Uh, that's when you get that. They start opening their eyes. When they start, you start taking away their money. That's yeah. what it is. Because otherwise, I don't think half these guys don't care. They're making yeah, money with a bad team and a good team. They don't care. Yeah, so. either because people are gonna come out and spend money, right? So there's like they don't no, even care what kind of product they put out there. It's religion on Sundays. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. You see these stands get filled up uh, for a two and fourteen team or a fourteen inch team. It's always sellouts. It's it's mm. almost like a it's a, it's our religion as a society on Sundays to go uh, watch football and you know regardless of how bad the team is. So they kind of take it for granted. They take it for granted. And, you know, the only way they're going to really start changing things at a lot of places is if you start taking away their money. Yeah, absolutely. So Mike Smith's still out there. A lot of people still out there. I mean, the G-Men are like, I think I saw a record today. What, 19 and 29 last three seasons. Not really good last three seasons. Missed the playoffs last four. Eagles are, what, 6-0, I believe, in the last couple of games we played. You got maybe 5-1 and or 6-0. Versus the G-Men and recent memory. So Conklin's interviewing with the Giants, with the Eagles. Um, I mean, he's, he's old. He's up there in age. I mean, 70-plus. Would you? 69, 69. 69. Oh, not 70. So, yep. Yeah. So it's like, would you want to bring him in towards the end of his career, maybe? Or maybe you want a younger guy in there? Or maybe he can, because it seems like everywhere he goes, he's a winner, right? So Jacksonville, a smashing team. Giants, he did what he did with, he did with them. Could he get like build up the Eagles into a really uh, contender for the next ten years? Plus, I mean, coach like maybe three or four and build build something there, and then another guy comes in there and takes over and just keeps uh, keeps it going. You see, Coughlin, he thinks he's not done. I think Coughlin thinks he's not done in his heart of hearts. Yeah, anything's possible. I mean, you kind of have to wonder why uh, why he's even interviewing for the job. His resume kind of speaks for itself. Right. You know, he's a big time coach. Uh, you know, interviewing a few other guys is one thing, but this guy's uh, resume speaks for itself. And he's always been a winner, uh, well, for the most part. Uh, a lot of bad Giants years, but that's I think that's just the talent and the team. Uh, Jerry Reese to blame. Jerry Reese, personnel. Yep, Jerry yeah. Reese. And the fact that he's Because, saying, like you said, they, they could have they been 11 and 5. They could have been 11 and 5 all year. So, like, it's just not even coach. It's just pretty much the personnel and defense. It's horrible. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him seven years old. It's going to be 70. Right. It's, it's getting up there, and you have to remember that these players are are super young. Uh, is he going to be able to connect with them? Right. On a, on that level, is is he just too too older? Is he out of touch? Uh, you know, it's also implementing a new system over there because Chip Kelly's system is one of a kind, I guess. Right. Uh, so it's just it's changing everything, changing the personnel. It, it, it's going to be a process over there. So I don't know if he's going to be around for that long. Maybe a, mm-hmm. a year or two. Uh, maybe he wants to, I, I see him more at a, a place to win now. Right. I feel like he's one of those coaches where he could go into a situation where, you know, the team barely didn't make the playoffs and could kind of just turn things around with a few uh, missing pieces. Uh, Chip kind of, kind of <laughs> dismantled that team a little bit. <laughs> so it's definitely going to be a little recovering uh, time for the uh, Eagles. And uh, we'll see. I got uh Hugh Jackson going for uh the Giants interview today, uh, offensive oh, coordinator nice. for the Bengals. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'd prefer Bob McAdoo just to uh, mm-hmm. our offensive coordinator just to keep that stability with the offense and uh, 
you know, Eli's not getting any younger at quarterback. Right. So he finally has a grasp on this offense. Why change it again? It just seems like it's more of a headache. And uh, I wouldn't mind. Uh, Bob McAdoo's a good coach. So I wouldn't mind him getting a shot there. But uh, only time will tell. We'll see. The coaching carousel is going to yeah. be on TV <laughs> for the next few months. <laughs> got, a, yeah. got another a question in Detroit, a too. Well, yeah, They're still evaluating uh, Caldwell's job uh, with the new GM, I think, Quinn. Yeah. So that might be another opening. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. I think you got to give these guys. I don't care how bad they are. At least three or four years, man. I don't care how bad they are. You got to give them some time. Especially you got you a new quarterback, to. new coordinators. I mean, what do you? What like, the football league is so competitive. So like, what do you want? Like in the first year, like AFC title game, NFC title game, Super Bowl. Like, what do you want? Like, you got to build. You got to give these guys time with these young players to develop, man. Like, you got to give them something. I just yeah, I'm not a fan of like the one two year thing. And like four or five coaches coaches in like six, seven years. I just, I don't know how you build anything. Yeah, all these coaches have different different, uh, philosophies. Right. And uh, different game plans. And you don't put that in overnight. It doesn't just happen overnight. And uh, they don't have the time. They they spend the whole first year trying to implement their their, uh, plans and, you know, new system. And then they get canned. (laughs) So then it's a new system for these players to learn the next year. And then the next year, and then they wonder why these teams continually stay bad. Uh, right. It's no consistency. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always learning. The whole year is a learning process every year because it's a different system. Instead of just going out there, knowing what's going to happen, knowing how to play, and right. headaches, headaches. Yeah. They gotta, owners got to figure this stuff out, man. It's them. It's, it starts from the top, right? Oh, yeah. Like we always say. Definitely. So, um, they got to look themselves in the mirror. 19 after the hour, live call ends at 661-449-9904. NFL headlines. Uh, Big Ben confirmed sprain, torn ligaments in the shoulder, Dave. Doesn't look too good. Oh, man. Yep, I saw that. I don't know. I, I bet you he still goes out there. I don't know. If if I was a Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know if I would want him to go out there. Because mm-hmm. um, that's something. that's He could just damage it and kind of end his career, especially mm-hmm. being your throwing arm. So you kind of also have to – you want to win this year, but do you have the team to really go all the way? That's what you have to start thinking and uh, maybe kind of just uh, got to give up this game and wait for next year yeah. and have a healthy Ben Roethlisberger because you use him now. What if he gets hurt in Denver? Maybe even if you win the game, you still have another two games to win. And right. I, I just don't see that shoulder holding up at all. And uh, Antonio Brown looking uh, questionable too, so – yeah, yeah. How about that meme I sent you? I think yesterday, Antonio Brown, um, business is booming because him and Pac-Man Jones are going back and forth. I tell you, these guys are—it's like high—it's like high school, man. It really is. Because <laughs> back then we didn't have cell phones, right? We didn't have—we had flip phones back then. We had we had page yeah. keepers. Now these guys got all this technology, man. So it's like it's like it's like so turned up right now with these guys, man. It really? Yeah, is. Twitter just makes it so easy to just to get to anyone. Uh, anyone it's a, in the it's world? A live microphone, 140 characters, live microphone, man, it really is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny though too, seeing these guys yeah. talk go back and forth. Oh. Man. <laughs> it's almost like self promoting too, because they, really you know, they're is. in the news, you know, and it's like they're 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 staying in the forefront of did NFL I, did headlines. I, did I send you the Antonio Brown pick? 
Because him and Pac-Man was going back and forth. Pac-Man said he should, he should get a Golden Globe or, or a reward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then um, so Antonio Brown was not hurt. I know he was faking. I think he needed he need a Grammy Award for that one. Um, and then Pac, and then um, Antonio Brown sent out this picture, um, which I'll, I'll send it to you in a couple of minutes here. Business is booming. Um, it's like it's, it reminds me of high school, man. It's it's unbelievable. Millionaires acting like this. It's unbelievable, man. NFL greatest reality show on on, our, on planet Earth. I tell you, um, Packers Devontae Adams MCL sprain unlikely to play. That's a big blow for these guys for the Packers. You think they have a shot? Are we going to see what we saw two weeks ago with Packers just mailing it in, just throwing that game away? I mean, they can do anything. Are we going to see a different Packer team? No, no Adams this this time around. Are we going to see a different Packer team versus the, the Cardinals this week, this Sunday? <laughs> Man, the Cardinals are so good. It's such a good team. I mean, I know they got blown out by Seattle that last game, but it didn't seem like they showed up. Uh, they were kind of looking ahead since uh, Carolina won already. Uh, they were already at the two spot. There was nothing that could be won or lost in that game. Um, I Man, I love the Cardinals this year. I think they're a great team. Having Carson Palmer healthy finally for a full year uh, just shows how good they can be. And that defense is lights out. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have his hands full dealing with that defense. If he had uh, a lot of pressure coming from Washington's eh, defense, wow, he's going to have quite the day uh, running around. He's going to be <laughs> he's going to have to take it to another level running because they are going to be after him. Those guys are fast. You have uh, Campbell out there. You have, they always put in Dwight Freeney at the end of the games, right. <laughs> fresh. <laughs> it's going to be tough, uh, very tough, especially if uh, Adams does not play. That's yeah. another weapon. They're down. And I don't yeah. know if the uh, hoodie and Cobb salad could get it done. It's going to be tough. Are we going to see our boy Eddie Lacy or the squirrel on Sunday? I mean, Oh, man. He... <laughs> I don't know. I think the squirrel has a better chance of penetrating that defense for sure. <laughs> I mean, a squirrel's quick, uh, very oh, small, could get through man. the gaps quick. Uh, cheeseburger Eddie, he's uh, he's a big boy, <laughs> and uh, you got to have quite the offensive line to make gaps oh, big oh, enough for him to man. get through. So <laughs> I don't know. we'll see. I would definitely start the squirrel if I was doing daily fantasy, but man, it's going to be tough on those running backs this week. Uh, that run defense is great for yeah. for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So it's going to be up to uh, Aaron Rodgers. The, he's a god again after that yeah. win with Washington. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yeah, this will be a tough one. But you, you, you're you pulling towards the Cardinals, though, right? Yeah. it's man, You know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers can't bet against him. But this is this is a great team. He was playing against Washington, so it's a little yeah. different. But uh, no Arizona. Jordan, no Adams. It's, uh, yeah, it's they've proven themselves. Yeah. We'll see. Jury's still out on that one. Um, Bonta's perfect. Your boy suspended three games next year. Repeated violations. Um, he's turned up, man. I, I still think he's in that carousel right now somewhere. Right in that carousel. Um, that roller coaster? That roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. He's screaming right <laughs> King now. The screaming. King, King the car. King the car. King the car. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. That's what I, we got to make a meme of that. Throw a, throw his face on someone on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet it to him. <laughs> oh, so he's gone oh, next year. First three games, repeated violations. Um, fair, fair, uh, fair assessment for Burke. 
Well, I mean, now a lot of the talk is about a hit he made. I think it was last week or the week before. Uh, that was even more vicious and malicious, and he didn't get fined or any any penalties for that one. Uh, a lot of inconsistency, I guess, with the calls. Repeated violations, I think you can probably appeal it down to maybe one or two games, possibly. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they came down with the ruling of three. This way they can at least get, you know, one game suspension or something. I, I think that's kind of harsh, three games. Three games is a lot. First, so you're not you playing until the end of September. Yeah, I mean, that's well, a, not coming out of shape, chubby. That's a, almost a quarter of the season. Yeah, I mean, it's a big blow. But, I mean, still, I mean, that division alone, I mean, it's always going to be a tough one anyway, but that's a lot of games. But um, Burfick suspended three games for repeated violations. Steelers are having fun with Joey Porter, um, the MVP for the Pac-Man Jones bat. How about that? So Steelers are having some fun. Did he get Joey the? Porter. I think he, I heard he got the game ball. He got the game ball. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that in a few places that he got the uh, game ball for that game. Yeah, nothing on him yet, right? Like fine, right? Yeah, for Joey Porter, right? Nothing on him. Nothing. Yet, right? I thought that uh, suspension for Burfick came down pretty quick. Yeah. They you want know, to nip it in the butt. They don't want to talk about it all week, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess, guess. take away from the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. This thing is looming over, and Burfick hasn't been fine or suspended yet. So now they want to nip it in the bud, and so we don't have to talk about it anymore. So yeah, true, true. It works. Uh, the Rams' LA proposal reportedly includes offers to host the Pro Bowl and the NFL Combine. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know, again, you stayed him out there in L.A. It'd be cool to go to, like, to the NFL Combine. That'd be pretty cool. Fans go out there and host the Pro Bowl as well. It's a good good time. Been there last year in Arizona. Pretty good deal moving out to L.A., huh? Yeah, that would be uh, that'd be cool. I mean, who do you have? It's, uh, what, St. Louis, uh, San Diego. Yeah, St. And... Louis, San Diego. The Raiders. Yeah, I don't think the Raiders are going to go. I don't know why the Raiders want I mean, it, it's so funny that <laughs> these guys are already, you know, kind of close anyway. So uh, I guess it's all about just getting that new stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is, getting a new stadium and bringing some fun. I mean, this this stuff generates a lot of revenue. NFL Combine, a lot of revenue. Pro Bowl, a lot yeah. of revenue as well, too. So possibly a Super Bowl one year. So, um, you know, some some good um, some good incentives there for getting a new stadium out there in L.A. Um, so Adrian Peterson, um, he said he's got to protect the football, which we know. Top priority next season. How about Mike Zimmer on a missed field goal? He says he's got to make that kick. He's got to make it. Hey, so Zimmer is chip shot. Zip, yeah, chip shot. You believe in coach um, coming out and says that he wasn't? He wasn't holding back. I mean, he's right, but I don't think you have to come out and say that. I mean, right. Blair Walsh already came out and acknowledged that yeah. he has to make that kick. So kind of throwing him under the bus again. I don't know yeah. if that's. Uh, I don't know how if this about was Mike, said, how Mike. Yeah, yeah. How about Bridgewater being like mediocre, right? Bridgewater being mediocre, you guys have to rely on your kicker to score all your points. You can get in the end. That's about that. That's true. And how about the game plan? How about the offense? It was it wasn't moving. So Mm -hmm. maybe you got to look at yourself uh, throwing anybody under the bus as a coach. Is you you just don't do it. No matter what, it could be their fault. But right, just have to uh, suck it up. You don't see Belichick. Uh, doing anything like that, no matter what happens and uh, crazy things happen in the game, he always takes the blame. Always. Yeah. yeah. Even uh, with that um, that overtime shamble, that miscue, whatever you want to call it, looked kind of weird, clunky, funny. <laughs> Belichick owned up to it right away. He took the blame, right? Yeah. So Zimmer yeah, coming out and say, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, Zimmer coming out and say, miss field goal, you got to make it. How about we as a whole didn't do what we were supposed to do today? We didn't get the job done as a whole. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
you can say that stuff to your, you know, your off off air, off the record, behind closed doors. You know what I mean? But you kick her, but you just don't throw the guy under the bus like that. I mean, the guy scored all your points for you. So, how about Bridgewater didn't get the job done? AP's got to protect the football. The receivers could get separated. You know what yeah. I mean? We didn't as as a whole defense let up. You know what I mean? Like just say say that. Say say yeah. the stuff you, you say the stuff that we're that corporate wants you to say. And you can say that yeah. stuff behind closed doors. That's my that's my easily take. yeah. Easily could just say that, uh, you know, they shouldn't even have been in that position. Mm-hmm. Game should have been won already. And uh, right. having it come down to that, uh, it was just a team effort that caused it to be 10-9 at that point right. and needing that field goal. So uh, it's always a team effort. You know, you could always look back at some point in the game and find someone at fault for something. So you always got to say go with the team effort. Yeah. Absolutely. But that game was so cold. You see Russell Wilson running around. He had heat packs falling out of his uh, uniform every time he ran. Did you see that? Was that me or did you that see was that? A, the mouthpiece, the heat pads. Yeah. Uh, falling every all over the place. Every time he was running like around, all over the place. Oh, man. Every time he got a hit, it was just like you see everything falling all over the ground. That's <laughs> uh, pretty funny. Man, it was cold out there, though. I mean, even being oh, in the game, uh, moving around constantly, it helps a little bit. I've played in in some very cold games, but nothing compared to negative 20. I mean, that's I I just can't even imagine. How do you warm up? How do you you know? How do how can you move? You see that they played a lot slower. Yeah, also look slower. Uh, Definitely slower. Can't you can't uh, get loose in that way? And imagine trying to catch the ball on that too. Oh, terrible! I don't Breaks know if Baldwin caught that 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 pass, that one hand catch, pretty dope. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love that catch was sick. I mean, these yeah. guys are making these one handed catches look like uh, like the easiest thing to do now. They can't catch it two with two hands, but one hand is okay. <laughs> one hand is perfectly fine. You had the the, the cameraman um, with heaters in his jacket as well, holding that camera for that long. Like a major key for him, man. That was. They had John Ryan. Um, with the whole nose thing, frozen bloody nose. I mean, that nose was bloodied. Like, fro- we talked about it yesterday, but that nose was bloodied quick. Uh, and Twitter, of definitely. course, Twitter explodes. Swollen. You know. Swollen, too. He landed face-planted, face Ric Flair style, man. Face-planted. <laughs> yeah. I think the helmet, too, kind of crushed yeah, down on the bridge of his nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it's definitely broken nose there. So but kudos to him that. for coming back in the game, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I, they, were, they were getting, uh, I guess, the place kicker. Um, yeah. ready to start punting, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Come on, man, you, you got to get back out there. It's a, it's a broken nose. Yeah. Uh, you got to do it." Because if if he never came back, man, we would be lighting these special teams kickers up, these punters. Yeah. We'd be lighting them up, being like, "What what business do you have on this? This is a gladiator sport, and you can't go back out there." You know. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Um, so Brady getting up to play the Chiefs. He's got, Brady's going to play his thirtieth postseason game, tying Adam Vinatieri, which I think believe belongs in the Hall of Fame. Vinatieri, one of the all-time big, big-time kickers in this league, right, of all time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, clutch. How many, uh, how many Super Bowls did he win with uh, his yeah. leg? He yeah. won with three, three New England, right, and one in the yeah. in the, the Colts. Yeah, so he's been clutch. And now, man. I mean, looking at this weekend with Blair Walsh, you see how. Mm-hmm. How clutch it, it takes like ice in your veins. You have to have, uh, can't let the nerves get to you. And uh, right. those were in big spots. Those were in Super Bowls, not not just playoff games. Those were in Super wow. Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Definitely say Hall of Fame for sure. 
Patriots Julian Edelman discussing his anticipated return from a broken bone in his left foot November 15th. He said, I'm going to give, um, I'm going to go full throttle regardless. If it goes, it goes. Um, so Julian Edelman looking to suit up on Sunday versus the Chiefs. Um, you like this call? Maybe this bone is not healed yet, broken bone in his left foot. What do you think Edelman should do? What's the best advice for him? Or a doctor's telling him he needs to play, he should play. But you got to go by your body and what your body's telling you. You see what Marshawn Lynch did, right? Marshawn's like, I don't feel right. I'm not playing. I'm not going to Minnesota. He didn't play. Yeah, I mean, some players are different, though, too. You know, some people are looking out for their their career, you know, their longevity. But, uh, you know, Edelman's going to want to go out there no matter what. Uh, He's been gone for, I believe, seven weeks now. Uh, this might be the eighth week uh, that he's been out with the injury. So he's definitely chomping at the bit, wants to come back, help that offense. Right. You got to go with how you feel. I mean, he's he's practicing now. You know, it's it's there's no way to simulate the game speed, uh, you know, being in the game, taking the hits uh, on that leg. So it's 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 very difficult. To, but you have to feel at 100% to be on that field. You don't want to risk further injury. Uh, I think the Patriots, even without Edelman, can try and get past this game. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's going to be a big question. You don't want to lose him for the rest of the playoffs. That's the key thing, uh, losing him in the playoffs, uh, advancing into the uh, into the uh, championship game and the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll they'll be the same offense and be able to win without Edelman. Yeah. So he's got to play that. Kansas City defense is pretty darn good. So and physical, greedy, physical. Yeah, they lost, what, four out of the last six. They looked mediocre without those weapons. So um, kudos to Julie Evans for playing, but I hope he's all right, man. Cause I hate to see guys getting hurt and, you know, destroyed and the careers never ever the same. But um, keep an eye on that Julian Edelman um, situation come Sunday. By the way, did you see uh, Coach Belichick, our boy, showing up to the presser today with a swollen left eye? It looked kind of like no, he got a black eye to me. Yeah. No, I did not. Whoa, man! I got to see what happens with this. That's that's a story right there. He says. Yeah. I think he says. <laughs> he goes. He says. He, I, I think I'll live. That's what he says. <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> Is it safe to say? Can we, can we put Coach Bill in the injury report list now? Can we put him on the injury report for Sunday? I think so. Uh, is he going to be questionable or uh, probable? Might be. I think it's probable. It's might be probable, probable, right? Probable. Yeah. Get that P next to him. Yeah, so, uh, I was going to the show before I came on. I was like, "Whoa, black eye!" Then it says swollen left eye. So I don't know what to think now. But oh post, man, we got to look into Belichick, that. I'll live. I'll live. Yeah, he had a he had a had a wild night, huh? He had his uh, Arnold. His, he had his Arnold. I'll live. You know that, that Arnold. <laughs> come with me he's, if you want to live. Yeah, come to the chopper now. Yeah, he's 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 unbelievable, man. Belichick, you got to look at that black funny. eye. It looks like a black eye to me. It says swollen left eye, but it looks like a black eye to me. He must have had a rough night. Too many uh, fireball shots or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe a football to the face or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre and Terrell Owens announced a finalist for a Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2016. Pretty impressive, right? T.O. and Brett Favre. Yeah, definitely got to hand it to him. Uh, T.O. had uh, quite the career. Uh, on and off the field, <laughs> a yeah. lot of shenanigans, but uh, his, off. his talent, yeah, mm-hmm. his talent spoke for itself, though. I mean, yeah. I remember all those uh, solid years, especially with uh, San Francisco, uh, young right. young T.O. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I agree with it. Brett Favre, no, no doubt, 
that's not even a question. Yeah. I mean, it's a lock. Nothing to lock. Uh, great news for Jim Kelly. No cancer. He's been cancer-free for the last 18 months. Uh, Kelly Strong, huh? Out there in Buffalo. Kudos to him, man. That's, uh, you know, cancer really does to lives. Um, you know, we've seen it multiple times over and over again. So Kelly Strong, 18 months free, cancer-free. Some good news, right? Definitely. It's it's good. It's refreshing to get uh, some good news like that, some positive news. And uh, good for him. Good. He, he fought it. This whole story is kind of weird. This next story is kind of weird. Calvin Johnson, is he going to follow in the footsteps of Barry Sanders? I mean, early retirement. Calvin doesn't know what he wants to do. He's 30 years old, one of the greatest receivers of all time. Um, he might pull a Barry Sanders here. Would you be surprised if Calvin pulled a Barry Sanders or you think he should play, go and play for a contender? Because he's going to pay a lot of big boy money. Uh, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if he pulls a Barry Sanders. Um, you just have to remember, at the end of the year, all these guys are beat up. He, he's been dealing with injuries all all year. Uh, he's tired, uh, beat up. You don't want to play next year. You don't even want to think about playing next year. You just want to heal up. And it's also, you have to add in, on top of that, the frustration of being with the Detroit Lions and, well, you know, how that goes, how that's yeah. been. So uh, the second he goes somewhere else, he'll be fine. He's not going to uh, want to retire I believe he'll uh, resurrect his career uh, with a better quarterback and in a winning situation. Uh, that's what it's all about. It's about want, uh, getting to a winning situation. Uh, that cures everything. Winning cures everything. So uh, mm-hmm. it'll cure his uh, retirement blues, and I'm sure he'll heal up in the offseason and think about it, and uh, I'm sure he, he's going to come back. There's no, I don't see him uh, retiring just yet. Maybe, um, yeah, I, I see that. I lean towards that. That notion you just said, but I think he wants to play for a contender, get out of Detroit, right? Seems like a black cloud over his head. Maybe go for a contender. He wants to compete for a championship, right? I mean, this is where these guys make their money in the postseason. You know, NBA playoffs. A lot of guys make their money. That's that's what you remember these guys for mostly. You know, and so at his point of his career, he needs to win. He needs to he needs to go out to a contender. I think. Yeah, and I mean, it's tough when you're asking for all those big bucks as a wide receiver. Uh, right. It's tough to get to that kind of team. So maybe just say, hey, sure he's made a ton of money, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he's good. So maybe right. take that pay cut, get to a contender, and uh, and win. Yeah. I mean, he he was super happy when Detroit was winning, but they could just never get over that hump with uh, Green Bay always dominating that division. Right. So I'll go elsewhere, uh, you know, resurrect that career and, mm-hmm. and win, and he'll be fine. He won't go anywhere. I'm sure he would love the chance to get to the playoffs uh, you know, for a few years straight and, uh, you know, compete on that level. Cause it's a different, you know, regular season and playoff football is just different level. I mean, the competition is just fiercer. I mean, it's everything's on the line mm-hmm. and uh, he's hungry for it. That's what it is. I think that's the frustration. He's confusing, you know, wanting, you know, wanting to retire with the frustration of not winning and not being able to uh, play for a Super Bowl. Well said. 41 after the hour. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. We'll come back. Take a quick break. Back after this. In 2014, Calvin Johnson got off to a slow start, and then he got hurt. There is a collective groan in this crowd of 65,000. He missed three games. His stats suffered and he dropped from number two on last year's top 100. Still, 
Number six is pretty good. Even if he misses a few games, I mean, he's a dynamic player. If you just talk about top players in the league, he's by far one of them. Let's go! Hey, you're back, When he came back in week 10 against the Dolphins, it took only two touches for Johnson to remind the world just why he's so special. Stafford wants to throw, rolling to his right, loading and throwing deep, on top and inside the 10, Mega drop, makes the catch! Damn, Johnson took only six and a half seconds to run his post, 48 yards as the crow flies, but he covered more ground than that running the route. Then at the moment of truth, he outleaped and overpowered solid coverage from cornerback Brent Grimes. Size and speed. Jonathan Banks, who's a very tall cornerback. Calvin Johnson's just too big of a guy. Oh, man, he's got some big hands, huh? Uh-huh. He's got some big old hands. Big hands, big man. But what impresses Piers the most about Johnson's body is how he controls it. To be that big and have that type of body mobility like he does, you know, making those catches and twisting and turning like that, definitely an attribute that any receiver would like to have. Catch radius, you can't do anything to emulate that. Stafford to Johnson, near side, makes the grab. He had to be out of bounds. If he could type off that, then he's the best cat on earth, I think. He's one of the best. He's one of the best. I tell you what, I he's got one of the best. He got it. He's just better than everyone else, and it seems counterintuitive to say because all the receivers in the NFL are elite, but almost like Tiger Woods in his prime, uh, Jack Nicklaus in his prime, Muhammad Ali in his prime. Just one of those, throw it up and let Calvin Johnson high point it. They're paying a ton of attention to you, but keep running. We're going to get your chances. You know what I'm saying? Love it. It's impossible not to pay attention to Johnson. To those who are undisciplined about it, usually pay the price. Wide open, Calvin Johnson catches it at the 25, and he'll just walk into the end zone for a touchdown. And no matter what, you never take that from me. 
never gave in, never gave up. I'm the only thing I'm afraid of. No matter what, you never take that from me. After the hour, welcome back to the program. Live call in at six six one four four nine 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 four. So um, I just sent Dave over that picture, Antonio Brown and Pac Man Jones going back and forth. You were able to see that pic. That, that's I told you, it's like high school, man. It really is. Man, these guys are absolute clowns. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, as long as it's all in fun, you know, these guys yeah, aren't yeah, trying to yeah. be all malicious. I'm sure they're just uh, kind of having fun with it. But uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Business is booming. Yeah, yeah, they're taking it to another level with this trash talk and uh, the social media aspect of it. Definitely taking the trash talk and the smack talk to another level. Um, <laughs> definitely fun. So fun. Did you see Belichick's uh, black eye yet? Any any pictures on that or? No, no, I haven't gotten to that yet. I, I okay. Mean, I definitely have to check that out. Uh, definitely listed as I. I just. Went on the team website. He's listed as probable. So probable. Okay. Good go. sign. Good sign for the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So NBA headlines, man. Uh, we haven't talked NBA in a while. So the Warriors are still the Warriors, man. Thirty-five games start, best in the history. Thirty-three and two at one point. Um, they beat the Heat last night. Um, but I'm just kind of bored with them. The Warriors. It seemed like a three-point shooting contest out there. I'm not hating on them. I'm just kind of bored by them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's good to be boringly good, huh? I mean, yeah. 
they're, they're just taking care of business. They're making it look really easy. I mean, two losses the entire year, and I believe one of them was without Steph Curry. I believe mm-hmm. the uh, Dallas game, they did not have Steph Curry, but mm-hmm. that one they lost. So, man, they're just boringly good. They're just taking care of business. It, that's insane. 35-2? and two? Yeah. Like, just think about that. That's crazy, crazy. And, I mean, you still have the Spurs dominating teams. Yeah. I mean, these guys are just taking care of business, too, uh, quietly. Nobody's talking about the Spurs. I always bring up the Spurs, even on my show, too. Uh, yeah. I love the Spurs in this uh, seven-game series mm-hmm. with Golden State and San Antonio. I got San Antonio. I mean, so who, who do you got to take, take I mean, pops. Like, it's like not taking yeah. Belichick or Nick Saban. I mean, you got to That's go true, pops, yeah. Right? So, yeah. I mean, like, and, just, and the talent. I mean, they've okay. added talent. Yeah. They have the experience yeah. and talent. Yeah, Golden State. Yeah, Golden State's taking all the uh, all the headlines. Um, it's funny because if they if if what if they didn't have that back to back, who knows what that would happen? What if Steph didn't even what if Steph played in the Dallas game? They could have been whatever they're at right now. And oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, you know. But how Cavs that would up, be Cavs eating up too? Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah, they're looking good. They're playing uh, more intensity, more fire. Finally, I yeah, mean, finally, yeah. Out of LeBron, he's he's lit the fire under his team. Right. And they're looking good. They're definitely just taking care of business. That's they're doing what they have to do. They're beating up on some bad teams, but they're crushing them. Yeah, uh, that's what you got to do. Not, yeah, they're not playing down to these teams, and uh, they're looking good. They're turning it on. Uh, thank God it's not just before the playoffs. They have a few months of uh, hopefully good play, and they could stay healthy. That's I think that's important. Absolutely, um, staying healthy. That uh, East is a little difficult this year. That East yeah, is, uh, it's not too shabby. Good. It's gotten better. It's gotten better. That was bad a few years ago, but it's gotten good. It's gotten really good. It's Have really like two bad. below 500 teams make it. Yeah, making the playoffs. Like, really? You know, guys, can you win 40 games? You win 45, 50 games in the West, you barely even make it, if that. Mm-hmm. You know, If you do make East, it, yeah. Yeah, East, you like four seed, third or four seed with that record. So, yep. um, East has gotten has gotten better, which is a good thing, good sign for the NBA. Uh, Billy King steps down as Nets GM. Lionel Holland's fired. He's a really good coach in Memphis. So I don't know if it's him, system, or just ownership. Prokhorov wants to sell the team. You never know with him. He says the time was right to begin a Nets reset. Um, they're trying to get Calipari, but you know, he said yesterday Calipari's tie to the Nets might not be enough. Um, so Brooke Lopez, the Nets' longest tenure player, then Tony Brown takes over, which he has, interim coach. It will be his uh, eighth different head coach um, with the Nets for the Nets. That's so unbelievable. But Brook Lopez. So it's like the same thing in football, right? I mean, these guys just can't get it together. No consistency. And I mean, Lionel Hollins uh, got the bad end of that deal too. I mean, he came into uh, New Jersey and they just didn't have the talent there. They got rid of a lot of guys and uh, didn't really retool. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, always blaming the coach. Uh, even if the GM can't put together a good team. Mm-hmm. The coach always gets the axe. So yeah, yeah. We'll see what they do with the interim coach. Maybe the guys play harder for him. I don't know, but uh, I don't think Lionel's a bad coach. I think he'll get another job somewhere else. Billy King, I, I wasn't really high on him as GM, but then again, it's Prokhorov, right? Like he wants to sell a team, doesn't want to sell a team. Kind of spent money bringing in those guys: Jason Terry, Big Ticket, Paul Pierce, D. Will. A lot of bad contracts. Joe Johnson. A lot of bad moves, bought bad contracts by him. And yeah, and that's what it right? is. Uh, it hurt the franchise for the you know the next few years. Uh, they're yeah. already going to be uh, stepping back just because of those bad moves and bad contracts. 
And right. just the uncertainty, like what's going to happen with the team, this and that. Uh, right. The players think about this. The coaches think about this. They think about their uh, their job welf- welfare. Um, are they going to have a job next next week? Uh, is he going to sell the team? Is someone going to come here, uh, buy the team, and clean house? Uh, that's uh, things you don't want to think about. You just want to think about the game. You want to go out there and win. And you know, having to think about all that stuff on top of that, it's not good for the team. So mm-hmm. always here we go. Another uh, situation with the owner. Yeah, not terrible. So we'll keep an eye on the Nets. Moving forward, Wizards, John Wall to have precautionary knee MRI, Gertat to be checked for staph infection. Wizards kind of be they're kind of off this year. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't keep um they didn't keep uh, the truth out there. He was like to, to me the mold of that team, getting those guys together and uh, making some big shots for these guys in that franchise. And the Wizards kind of took a step back this year so far. It seems like to me. They did. I, I was surprised. I thought they would take it to another level this year. Uh, take right. it to you know maybe second, third seed in that East. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely taking a step back. They they have their moments. You know, they still yeah. – uh, you could see why I expected them to be a good team. Because uh, mm-hmm. they do have their moments, and they still have all that talent, very young team. But mm-hmm. I guess, you know, that veteran leadership that Paul Pierce uh, gave them definitely is, is uh, definitely missed this year, uh, losing a lot of close games and a lot of games that they shouldn't be losing. Yeah. So they have some things to figure out over there in Washington. Uh, Lamar Odom is not going to face any charges for the brothel, that brothel weekend he had, which is a good thing. That guy needs all the help he can get, especially with his health. So no charges for the brothel weekend, wild, wild weekend he had, boy, out there. <laughs> yeah, a little too wild, huh? Yeah, not overboard. Um, Pelicans couldn't see Poindexter to have season-ending surgery. What is up with the Pelicans? They took a step back, too, right? You think Anthony Davis' big contract? And everything else just kind of just fell face flat, it seems like, this year for these guys. I don't know. Just taking a step back is an understatement. I mean, this team is awful. I mean, you got to remember last year. They anointed they him as the next LeBron, you know, yeah, like all this stuff. Like, had a great show. Had a great show in the playoffs. And uh, he got his big money. Got the big boy money. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the team has just fallen off. That team is just awful. I mean, it, it's crazy to see that, you know, everyone's like, oh, here come the Pelicans. Uh, New Orleans is an up-and-coming team. And now they're just uh, they're just an afterthought at this point yeah. with a very, very high-played good player right. uh, in Anthony Davis. So see what they can do. Maybe uh, they need a few more pieces around him. I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Uh, Lakers pref- prepared, prepared to offer DeMar DeRozan max deal at $25 million per year. Seems like a desperation move to me. DeMar DeRozan is pretty good, but you know when you get these guys these big boy contracts, it happens. I mean, is it that, yeah. is it that bad for L.A. right now? Nobody wants to play in L.A. now. That seems like the Clippers are the town of L.A. now. I mean, I don't see why not. Why you wouldn't want to? You know, just putting on that uniform is like legendary. You know, that purple and gold. Uh, it's it's just something uh, a great feeling to do. But I just don't see why you wouldn't want to go out there. You know, Kobe's going to be leaving. Right. Uh, you have a very young team, Julius Randle, and I think uh, and uh, Russell are going to be great players. So you have a nice young core. Uh, you know why not go out there and uh, try to you know be a veteran presence on that team? And I, I think they're going to be good in, in a few years, really good. So I don't know what everyone's scared of. I mean, Demar Derozan's a good player, 
But damn, twenty. Imagine being stuck in that contract, and he just starts uh, mailing it in. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. These Lakers yeah. just doing bad contract after bad contract. Kobe, the whole right. thing, and setting these guys back. I mean, I thought they were going to reset and build and start an up and coming team again, draft pick again, and, and just and just build around Russell. And you got um, you know Randall as well too, right? But I mean, he's going to give this guy, proven guy, a max deal of twenty five million. I just I wouldn't just, I, I wouldn't do it. I don't know. Yeah, that's a lot of money. I mean, I know the salary cap's going up too, that's but true. that's a lot of money to tie up there for a DeMar DeRozan. I, I feel like maybe oof, they should just kind of weigh their options first, uh, see what they're going to be doing in the draft too, because I'm sure they're going to get another great pick this year. Right. So they're going to have a that's very good saying. young team. So right. it, it should wait on that. I mean, that's, that's definitely a desperation yeah. move, I think. Yeah, why are, you, why are we talking max? I just finished the season. Like, I don't yeah. understand people plan ahead already. I don't I don't know. I don't get it's it. It's like I we're get it. we're barely barely halfway through the season, not even. Ownership. And, uh, ownership again. We're talking ownership. about this already. Yeah. Ownership again with these fans, man, I'm telling you. Since uh Mr. Buzz died, that that you know, his you know, his daughter Jeannie and Jerry, it just hasn't been the same. It hasn't been the same. Um so the wild man in the middle, Addison Varajal, love that guy's tenacity. Might request a trade. He's rarely been used in the offense. Cavs played the, the Dallas Mavericks tonight, but uh, the wild man Barajal might request a trade. It's kind of surprising. Less LeBron's boy too. You think he would get more minutes? Yeah, I'm I'm surprised by it too. Um, you know, especially he was out all last year too. Uh, they missed yeah. him. That would have yeah. been clutch having him last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he wants to be more part of the offense, but yeah. where else are you going to go and really be? What do you want to go go to the Sixers? Yeah, and uh, deal yeah. with that mess. It, it's it's tough. Yeah. You're you're in a winning situation. I think the Cavs are favorite to win the East. Mm-hmm. So you know why would you want to leave that situation just yet? Why not just ride it out this year? See what happens. You never know what's going to happen with injuries, so you might get more minutes. Right. And just ride it out. Maybe win a ring and uh, deal with it next year. Uh, to do that in the middle of the season, that's just you're causing distraction now. I will take my money and just relax, play my five, ten minutes. I mean, that's just me playing with the best player in the world, contender. Absolutely. You know, so Absolutely. you really want to go to Sacramento with Boogie Cousins or Wizards or, or the Sixers? You really want to do that? You know what I mean? I mean, do so, you see him as a starter anywhere else? I, I don't. I really don't. I really I mean, don't. He's a good utility, ah. man. He's good, but like not as a starter, 35-plus minutes. I, I don't think so. Nah. So with him coming out of that injury, you, I would just I would just stay there because you never know what could happen in the playoffs. Anything crazy could happen. They might need you down the stretch. An injury, an injury or two could happen. They're definitely gonna need you. So I would just I would just relax with that with that talk yeah. right now. Take that money, the easy money, and uh, and a possible ring. Yeah, you know, and a finals appearance. Sixers to retire. Dol Shays number four. Um, uh, Norris Noel still to wear his number. Ceremony is gonna take place. Saturday, January 23rd, Sixers played the Boston Celtics. Um, Shea's 12-time All-Star, who refined a big man's role in infancy in national, in national Basketball Association, died last month at the age of 87. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer six months earlier. And the Shea's family is honored that he will continue to wear the number four, um, Lawrence Noel. But I told when you retire and the guy's number is retired, you can't wear that number ever again. But it says Lawrence Noel... Um, He's going to continue to wear number four, and the Shays family's happy he's going to pay tribute and homage. But I thought once the jersey retired, you really can't wear that jersey ever again. Well, um, it happened with uh, Mariano Rivera, too, when Jackie Robinson. Oh, the 42. Robinson, oh, okay. 42. So I think right. if you currently have that number, right. uh, and, you know, 
you, you can rock with it until right. your career is done. But after that, you're not going to see that number on anybody's okay. jersey ever again. So I think okay. that's what the situation is with that. Shea's number will be the ninth retired in franchise history, joining Allen Iverson, Julius Irving, Maurice Cheeks, Will Chamberlain, Hal Greer, Bobby Jones, Billy Cunningham, and Charles Barkley, number 34. So the Sixers have had a lot of good history in the Basketball Association. That's just, It's sad to see that franchise in shambles like that. Them and Detroit, remember how those teams were back in the day, how good those teams were? You know Historical I mean? Celtics, like, how do, how does that? How do they just fall off like that? It's got to be the ownership. Yeah, they fall off. Like, the Lakers are going through their struggles right now. Uh, that's a big-time franchise. Uh, at least the Pistons. The Pistons are looking better this year. I mean, it looks like they're doing something. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are not doing a thing. I feel like yeah. they tank every single year just to get picks and don't really do anything much during the regular season. And right. that's what's weird. Uh, Boston, they retooled, and they're looking pretty good. I think they're an okay team this year. Uh, they've been content, contending and, uh, you know, winning some games. But it just looks like the Sixers don't even try uh, yeah. to put together a decent team. Um, Sam Hinkie getting all centers. Yeah, <laughs> getting a roster full of centers, first-round pick centers, uh, lottery picks, and it just no no wins coming out from it. And right. it's it's sad. It's sad to see that franchise uh, in shambles like that. Uh, big market, too, Philly. Yeah, oh, definitely is. Um, so, you know, so rest in peace, um, Dolph Shays, and kudos to Norris Noel for continuing the legacy of Eric number four. Pretty good stuff there. Uh, coming up on three after the hour, Kemper Davis Sports Talk Show Live call ends at 661-449-904. I know you're going to love this next segment we're going to get into. It's called <laughs> Just Stuff. So we'll take a break. We'll come back, digest a little bit, and uh, gather some thoughts here and come right back, back after this. Ah.
welcome back to the program. Some Tiesto there. I always wanted to see Tiesto. Every time, like I said, every time I try to go see him, something happens. I just always miss the guy. I saw David Guetta in Vegas. Really, really good. But every time Tiesto, I just he always slips out of my finger fingertips. So hopefully one day, um, go to a party or show with Tiesto. Should be interesting. I heard some good stuff about him. Welcome back to the program, Ken Freer and Sports Talk Show Live. Call in at 661-449-994. It's actually a continuation from the show yesterday. So you probably pretty much did a four-hour show. Could have done a four-hour show yesterday, but um, it was two yesterday, now two today. Because I have all this information from yesterday. It couldn't fit into one show, so I have to come back and uh, finish up today. It's called uh, Just Stuff. You know, stuff that's out there and people talk about this stuff. Shenanigans or whatever have you in the world is just not sports related, but somehow ties into sports, kind of, but not really. Um, so Sean Penn, man, has nothing to hide about El Chapo, right? The secret interview he had. I mean, this guy, him and Kate Castillo, drug lord El Chapo, linked to Hollywood. I mean, these guys are he's trying to make a movie about his life, right? Planning a movie about his life, which allowed authorities to track him down. The government says, I'm, I'm fascinated by this El Chapo story. Really am. Yeah, it's definitely an odd one. I mean, <laughs> you just think about it. Yeah, Sean Penn um, who, interviewing El Chapo. Yeah, yeah. It's just what that, what happened there? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> how, did I, this, I, how did this I, come I, about? How they drink uh, tequila? A lot of tequila they drank too in the jungle. Yeah, and you got to think these guys have been hunting down El Chapo for how long and couldn't find yeah, him? <laughs> yeah. Sean Penn's got his his direct connect. <laughs> Yeah, right? So do you throw Sean Penn's ass in jail for, for getting involved with this stuff? I mean, serious crime, right? I, I think so. I mean, I don't know the exact law. I mean, well, it's, it's Mexico, so you know the law goes there. Yeah, it's it's definitely questionable because, I mean, if you know you have a fugitive and you know where he is and, you know, you meet with him and don't say anything, I guess that kind of makes you, what, an accomplice or something? Enabling, like, enabling this guy. Yeah, yeah. technically, I, I don't know. I, and I don't know how the law differenti- is differentiated there in Mexico. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a wild story. I mean, Fascinating, <laughs> fascinating. <laughs> Man, it, it oh. definitely adds to Sean Penn's mystique there. <laughs> I guess we're going to see this guy. Uh, I guess we're going to see something on Netflix about this, right? This guy's planning his life. Now he gets captured. By the way, I looked. I was looking at the uh, footage. They had a footage of the guys breaking in his home and like getting and capturing him. It's pretty not. They didn't show him, but like like apprehending him and his and his and his goonies out there. It was fascinating. Like three minutes and some seconds on on uh, live TV. Like it was fascinating with the stuff. I was was I watching this morning? Maybe today or last night? I think it was in my uh, room after the podcast was over. The Stone Cold uh, Ric Flair podcast. I'm like looking at this stuff. Like fascinated by it. I'm like man. Unbelievable stuff. Um, Florida couple kept daughter inside glorified cage. Um, this kind of scares me going to Florida, man. Gun laws, stuff like this. Um, I don't know if these parents. Some people shouldn't have kids, right? That's yeah. That's just. That, I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, people are just crazy out there, man. <laughs> I think it's just scary, not just going to Florida. I think it's scary just being anywhere. People are crazy. Yeah. I mean, doing these things. And, man, some of these stories. That's why I kind of just don't – I refuse to watch the news anymore. Yeah, Uh, A lot of bad things, a lot of crazy things, and all negative. And it's it's very rare you see a positive story. So kind of avoid that. That's a wild situation. I I don't Um, care. 
than a man convicted of child abuse for forcing three grandsons in a 19-mile Grand Canyon hike has been killed. Um, so he did. Um, but forcing his three grandsons on a 19-mile Grand Canyon hike. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what people are thinking. I mean, that's a long that's a long hike there, 19 miles is no joke, and a lot of uphill. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how how old sons were, uh, grandsons yeah. were. Terrible. Uh, but still, yeah, that's just uh, man, these people. They just don't think, man. Or if they do think, I, I I don't understand what's going through their mind. Yeah. Uh, white Americans exercise 16% more than Hispanic Americans and 10% more than African Americans. How about that? I'm loving this segment. <laughs> <laughs> Just stuff. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah, definitely a good addition. Definitely a good addition yeah, to the show. Definitely. I like it. I like it. White Americans getting that work done, 16%. Yep. Yeah, yeah. get it. <laughs> uh, Riza thinks dressing better could prevent black people from police harassment. Um, so I guess I got to wear cashmere. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't get in trouble with the law ever. I mean, but RZA from the Wu-Tang thinks dressing better could prevent black folks from being harassed by the police. You agree? Oh, that's a touchy subject right there. I mean, I think he's saying more because you, you dress very well. Yeah. I mean, you're not, I think he's saying more like with the baggy clothes, with the pants hanging down kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still... Either way, it's still a stereotype being used because if the cops right. are going to go after you for dressing a certain way, right. um, that's an issue. And now they're not going to go after you because you dress a, you dress nicer. That's another. Yeah. It's still a another stereotype issue. either way. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, I think I think all either races, way, I think all races should carry themselves well, but black folks in particular, yeah. you know, you know the baggy yeah, pants, just, the baggy jacket, yeah. the blue rag, the jewelry, the it, chain. I mean, all races across the board should carry it themselves. It doesn't. Yeah, it's matter. definitely. All races, a Hispanic, black, white, it doesn't matter. I love dressing up. I love dressing nice. Uh, it's how you present yourself, you know. It's it's how it shows kind of how good you feel about yourself, right. uh, the way you dress. And I think mm-hmm. just everyone needs to do that and uh, feel that way. Um, everyone's talking about this show, Making a Murder on Netflix. I got to start watching this. I haven't yet. Steve Avery spent 18 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. Um, he didn't know getting out would be worse, so he spent 18 years, got out. Allegedly did another crime, or, and then he's face, facing life now. So everyone's talking about the show, um, Making a Murderer. It's on Netflix. Have you watched it yet or no? Yeah, yep. Yeah, unfortunately, I did. Is um, it pretty good? It's uh, how you define good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very heartbreaking and very frustrating. I, there was a lot of episodes where I was legit pissed off after watching. Mm-hmm. At the and law? I had to kind of... Yeah, and I had to cool off just seeing how uh, this guy basically never got a fair trial because he was guilty before even taken in. Uh, the media destroyed him, so it was hard getting jurors. It was it was a tough. I don't want to give any spoilers away, and it, it's mm-hmm. just a tough tough thing to watch and just seeing, you know, the yeah. system, how yeah. flawed the system is, and yeah. it's it's very scary and disheartening to see that you know we're supposed to rely on the system to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and for justice, and you know, seeing injustices like that occur, it's it, it, it's hard to watch. Definitely, very hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, taking someone's life away just because you know the system's flawed. 
but uh, so definitely I, I, I say check it out for sure. It was, it's definitely an interesting watch. Um, you, you never know. Uh, like some, this, I never knew this was happening at all. Yeah. And uh, right. kind of just brought to my attention through the documentary. So his documentary so, opens a lot of eyes, right? Maybe they opened the, the open up this case right now, right? The second time around, right? Well, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, he's been through a lot of the appeals and um, unsuccessfully. Mm-hmm. There has been a petition uh, since the documentary has come out. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's received over a hundred thousand names, which is that's wow. the minimum. That's the minimum number uh, required for the White House to have to issue a statement on the issue. Wow. So that was done. Um, still waiting to see what happens with that, um, what the White House response is going to be, whether mm-hmm. that helps the case. Um, but, yeah, it, it definitely has brought brought it up to the, uh, brought it to the attention of the public. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see what happens from here. I mean, maybe he has a shot here. So mm-hmm. must watch. Definitely a good watch. Definitely a good yeah. watch. Definitely. Um, Kanye West got some new music out, Real Friends, KanyeWest.com. Check that out. Um, and Facts, pretty good. Pretty good stuff by Con Yeezy. Every, I think every Friday, I think um, he's releasing some new tracks. So Kanye in the studio getting it done, uh, Mr. West. So we'll keep an eye on Kanye. I've, I've, those two tracks have been pretty good. I mean, Facts, you could eh, you can go either way with Facts, but Real Friends are like Real Friends. Pretty good stuff. Um, missing U.S. missile shows up in Cuba. I don't know. I, I I I don't. I mean, I just don't know how that happens. I mean, is this, does this go off the border in 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 Florida from Florida? Like, I, I don't know how that happens. But it showed up in Cuba. Maybe it floated. Maybe flo- yeah. Maybe it was it was floating in the water and it just showed up on the shore. I I don't know. Just but hey, it's been found. Thank God. No yeah, I guess what happens what happens when you go back to like I guess your commander and be like, Yeah, I kinda lost the missile. Yeah. About uh, that, right? Yeah. <laughs> about that missile about that I was about that to missile. Deliver. Yeah. Can't seem to find it. Yeah, and all, <laughs> of all places, Cuba. Oh boy. <sighs> Man. Thank God it's not uh South Korea, right? Uh, North Korea. Yeah. Uh, we don't want those docks um getting in trouble with those guys. Uh Michael Jackson's off the wall will be released. With a Spike Lee documentary, should be pretty good stuff. Michael Jackson off the wall album. Um, Americans are saving on gas, but they're eating, smoking, and drinking that money away. So we're saving money on gas, but eating, drinking, and smoking habits are way up. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't seem good. Doesn't seem healthy at all. But I guess it, what it is is uh, you just have that extra money in your pocket. Yeah. And uh, even if you save money somewhere else, you end up. You know, if you have that extra money in your pocket, just chilling, you're going to use it for something. Uh, I yeah. like to use it for going to going to games and, you know, cool stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not definitely not surprised at that number. I mean, definitely too many smokers out there. I don't know how people do that. Yeah. But. It's funny because that that came up and I saw that America America is ordering fewer drinks at restaurants. So people aren't getting drink drinks at the at the tables anymore. They're getting a lot of water. Seltzer, yeah, saving their money there and uh, just getting it at the store. Just I find at home. that too, right? Much a lot of people cheaper. come to the restaurant and drink water, but for me to go to a restaurant and drink water is kind of insulting to me. I mean, if yeah. I get a drink, I'll get a water to back that up. You know what I mean? I would just, I would just, yeah. just go to, I, do, I wouldn't wait in line for an hour and a half and get a glass of water. That's just not happening. Yeah, it's, I mean, you're, I don't you're know going you out to treat yourself. That. Yeah, That's you're going out saying. to treat yourself. And, uh, right. 
<laughs> not, not be cheap. If you're if you're going to be cheap, don't go out. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. If you can't uh, can't really afford to have that luxury and you know get whatever you want from the menu, uh, just don't go out. It's it's that simple. Uh, going out there, getting a water and a and a cup of soup. I mean, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> And then sending wasting the soup back, it's not hot enough? Yeah. Was it not hot enough for you? you got yeah, wasting your time and wasting the server's time because your server's there to make some money too. And $5 check is not cutting it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey will host Saturday Night Live on January 23rd. Apparently she did some body painting too, this SI swimsuit stuff. So Ronda making an appearance. I think she's got to pull fun of herself though at some point, right, at this SNL thing. I think she will. I think she will. I think she has that personality. And uh, that's how she'll be endearing. And, you know, we open our arms up again and embrace Ronda Rousey and, uh, you know, start rooting for her again. That's that's how it is. That's how she gets back into the spotlight. You know, yeah. Holly, Holly's the champion, but where is she? Like, you know, it's it's not like the uh, when Ronda was champion yeah. where she was all over the place. Um, you know, I know yeah. she's training. She has that fight with Misha Tate coming up, right. uh, I believe, in a few weeks. So I know she's training for that, but uh, it's it's definitely nice. It's going to be nice to see her, uh, see her, you know, be okay. And right. uh, we'll see what happens. See if she starts training hard again and uh, goes back after that title. Um, this was pretty interesting. The monkey who took a selfie cannot own the copyright to the photo. So apparently this monkey took a selfie, but I don't know who owns the right to the photo. I mean, he can't literally own the copyright to the photo. Um, pretty good selfie though, by the way. But um, now, how, now this is a random monkey, or was this monkey in a like a zoo situation, kind of like a? Yeah, it seemed like he was owned by somebody, and it's just a weird thing on Twitter that I saw, and I was like, I favored. I was like, yeah, I gotta talk about this monkey. Pretty damn good selfie, but I don't know if he has an owner. Or I guess who owns him has the copyright to the photo because the monkey really can't own it, the photo. Yeah, but it came, it came out pretty good though. It was pretty good. Maybe the owner, or uh, I, I could see some, the person whose phone it is. Possibly, yeah. Kind of nah, yeah, maybe you know, he it's... wants to own that picture, yeah, and get money off of it, right? You know how that goes. Yeah, oh, these donks can't just appreciate having something really cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Always got to make money off something, you know. Uh, like, Look at this yeah. cool monkey selfie I have. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was Des Bryant's monkey. I don't know. You know, oh boy! Maybe you didn't return that monkey. I can't. I can't. I forgot oh, about this monkey. Man, yeah, this is monkey. I can't, bro. I'm telling you, it's high oh, school. Boy. I'm telling you, it really yeah. is. Oh man, it's great, man. It's it's uh, definitely entertaining. I mean, I, sometimes I get frustrated with some of the donks, but man, it is it's great. It is entertaining. I mean, it's not just sports anymore. It's not just what yeah. happens on the field. I think. What happens off field is more entertaining. Yeah, it's more entertaining what happens on the field. Yeah, seriously. Um, so big game last night. Hats off the band with the band boys. Clemson played their hearts out, but came up a little short. Rowe was eh. I mean, podcast was really good. Um, more you know, poor reports. Cody Rowe's not coming back, which I really want to see Cody come back. I really think that'll be good. But um, WWE sticking with Stardust. Vince kind of annoying. Still with Stephanie. I want to see. I wanted to see Triple H come out there and assert himself. With Roman Reigns and you know between him and Brock, some go down, but you know Brock looked good as always. Seems out for I guess he's missing WrestleMania now. I thought it was going to be out for eight weeks, but um, he's missing WrestleMania. That's apparently what Del Rio said. Um, surprised that Del Rio put over um, Sin Cara last, uh, not Sin Cara, 
Um, um, Kalisto. Kalisto last night, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, they've been giving Kalisto this push for like a month now, a month and a half, maybe a little more. Um, Ever since Sankara went down, yeah. Yeah, even before that, I feel like his uh, individual uh, performances, and he like beat Ryback. Uh, Speaks well, he had too. that awesome. Yeah, he also had that awesome uh, TLC match. Um, so the push has been going on for a few months now, and uh, now he finally has that title. I think maybe Del Rio is going to be in line for maybe a more significant title. Uh, he's a big he's a big player, so you know having him U.S. title is like eh. You know, I'm sure yeah. he's like okay with it, but uh, just getting there, he got the U.S. title, so now I think he, he he's gonna want something more, and maybe creative will want something more for him. He's looking jacked. Yeah, he is. That he guy. really is. <laughs> wow, he's he yeah. is looking fantastic, chiseled man. He is. He really he's, he's is working hard, working hard. So. Definitely yes. Uh, what do you think about Cody Rhodes? Would you want to see Cody back, or are you want to start us gimmick? Because Stardust is just he's being wasted right now. I feel like. Well, I want Co- uh I want Cody just because uh, Stardust is a jobber now. What didn't he lose to freaking Titus O'Neil yesterday? Like, Again, for the eighteenth time. Yeah, eighteen times. Give time. me a break. I mean, they just make him a jobber. I mean, if you're gonna keep the Stardust character and uh, you know use him as a jobber, then I want Cody back. But I think the Stardust character is hilarious. The way he did, yeah, he's, he's pretty so, funny. So talented. He's so talented at what he does uh, in yeah. the ring. And outside of the ring, he's so creative. And I don't know how Eden doesn't just crack up every time she has to announce him coming down the aisle, (laughs) (laughs) acting a fool. His wife having to see. From the fifth dimension. Really? Oh, man. He's a clown. And he's so so good. Like, he he takes, uh, you know, any gimmick and, and make it, he'll make it great. But, uh, you know, I definitely, uh, I would love to see Cody Rhodes back. Maybe we're just gonna have to wait a little longer for that to happen. Yeah. So, uh, man, what's creative doing to these guys? All this young talent and terrible. Letting terrible, it pass terrible. by. How about the social outcasts? Fear nothing. Not even monsters, <laughs> trolls, ogres. If you're an ogre, it's a stinky fella. Um, I don't know. I mean, those guys are. Just, I, I don't you're know how gri- Bray and I don't know how Bray and, and Bo didn't crack up last night with that segment. <laughs> I, I didn't know. I didn't that was know. great, man. You're gonna get one of those shirts. <laughs> I might. Social outcast. I might just because it's um, funny. I think it Hilarious. is funny. I think it's finally something done with guys that they're misusing. I mean, isn't yeah. that a shame that they have to do something like this to uh, just get these guys that they misuse onto Terrible. TV? I thought the bunny so, was coming um, back. I guess not, right? The bunny ain't coming back. No, no, I don't see it. I don't see it. But a lot of factions now. Yeah, a lot of factions. A lot of factions. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how I feel about it. Me either. Um, Hall of Famer Sonny pleads guilty. DUI charges will be sentenced uh, this month. So she she can't get her life in order. How many chances are you going to give her? Yeah, fall from uh, big fall from grace. I mean, it just looking yeah. looks terrible too. It just looks like life kicked her butt. And uh, it's a shame too. She was a hottie and yeah. uh, had a had a successful career, but. I mean, now it's uh, kind of overshadowed with all the uh, all the negativity, and uh, it's scary. You hope that she could get her life together at some point, but not looking too promising. Yeah, so this thing again, it's official. I've accepted the invitation to be inducted in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, honored, put a lot of stuff there on Snapchat, um, tribute as well on Instagram and Facebook. See LeBron James, Kevin Hart. Um, seeing all those guys, high praise for Sting yesterday. A lot of media outlets picked up on this stuff. That's big. So I think he's going to headline um, the Hall of Fame this year. It seems like. 
Yeah, he has to. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, you know, a lot of people grew up watching, what, Hulk Hogan and Sting. Right. Yeah. Those were the uh, two big guys that uh, everyone right. knows. And it's cool to see how wrestling has transcended throughout sports and, oh, yeah. Pop you know, culture, all different, yeah. Yeah, and, and throughout different aspects of life. Yeah, so it's it's, cool. it's kind of cool to see how it's it's grown. Yeah, which is a good thing. Well, 29 after the hour has been a heck of a ride the last two days, Dave. Um, Whew, this is what I had for yesterday. It. And today, <laughs> I, you see, I couldn't put everything into yesterday's show. It's too much. It's no awesome. way. And we didn't even take a break yesterday. I, no, we didn't take a break. There's no way we could have fit this. No. Unreal. What a weekend. What a week. Oh, man, this whole weekend is going to be crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, when are you going back on the air again? Uh, not too sure. I was thinking uh, sometime, sometime during this week. Okay. Uh, definitely not too sure. Kind of play it by ear, you know, depending yeah. on you know what goes on, you know, see what we do tonight, and uh, right. kind of just play it by ear. I definitely want to get something more consistent. And uh, I was thinking maybe because I'm always off on Sundays. So right, I've been right, doing like right. Sunday Sunday afternoons right before um you know the game Games. time. Right, right, yeah. right. So I, I did something this past Sunday at twelve, uh leading okay. up into the games. Right. So that's that's a that's a definite, you know, Sundays, but you know, yeah. I like to get one kind of break it up during the week because uh yeah. it's too much otherwise to cram everything in into uh, yeah. you know, yeah, one show a whole week. Do, Yeah, you gotta do two shows. It's too much. It's just definitely too much to cover in one show, so but uh, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it, uh, all you guys out there. And um, it's been a heck of a ride these last two days, man. So Monday should be um, interesting. I think they have me down working Monday lunch, Martin the King Day. Um, so I'm going to pretty much write up the show. It's going to be those four games anyway, I think. I think those um, those games are going to eat up the show anyway. So we'll just talk about those four games and a little bit of something extra. Um, yeah, that, that's Monday. Fine. All right, be, I'll, I'll, I'll write up the show. Definitely yeah. going to be those four games, four NFL games. Yeah. So, oh yeah, could probably have it done by like Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah, late Sunday yeah. night. I'll write it up and just work the lunch, get out of there quick, and come home for six, and um, be ready to go. So, should be an interesting week weekend. We'll see what happens this week, right? I mean, what else could possibly go wrong? Arrive. I want to. I want to think that it's going to be a lot more football. Than shenanigans this weekend. Now that we're advancing in the playoffs, right? But right, you right. never, you never know at the NFL. I mean, you don't know if it's going to be ref shenanigans. You don't know if, yeah. uh, you know, players are going to just act the fool. Um, yeah, it's it's always a uh, always a mystery, and that's what makes it a, a great reality show. You know, it always yeah. keeps you on your toes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see what's trending right now. By the way, um, on Twitter, the Twitter atmosphere, um, kiss a ginger day. You no, know, Sheamus had fun with that. <laughs> um, he's going crazy with that. Um, nothing, not a whole lot. Wayne Rooney, the Marlins, um, Monty Irvin. Um, I don't know. Please put me in a room with tweets, S O T U tweets, all that stuff. So free, uh, free form launch. So per se, a lot of uh, interesting stuff going on out there that's trending right now. You never know. Oh it's, man, it's I completely different. forgot. Completely forgot to tell you last night. Um, I had my phone charging, and my aunt texts text me uh, during RAW and going back and forth with the national championship game. Right. And she says to send out a tweet to, um, I, I guess hashtag single life uh, or how to be single 
with right. a slice of pizza and um, <laughs> and an H, uh, hashtag HBTS uh, promotion. And mm. she did it, and my other cousin did it, and they got two two pies mm. and two orders of mozzarella sticks delivered for free from a local pizzeria in their area. Really? Yeah, and I did it. I did, I did it because I I had my phone charging, so I didn't get the message in time. Mm. And by the time I did it, the promotion was over. But they were doing that last night. I tried to do it. They sent me confirmation, and um, it was just too late. But yeah, I was like, wow. damn! And they sent me pictures: two uh, two free pies and uh, two orders of mozzarella sticks. Wow! <laughs> I was like, I was go. like, you guys got to keep, keep me posted for this one next time. You should do it on a Sunday for uh, our football games. Football games, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Man, it's cold out there. Whew. My heat's off right now, so I'm freezing. Your heat's on at your house right now? Your heat's on. Right? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm toasty. I'm toasty right now. I'm also wearing, you know, I'm sweats, too, so yeah, definitely, uh, yeah, I feel nice and warm. Yeah. All right, man. I'll keep you posted. I'll give you a shout-out in a little bit, give you a call, see what's going on um, out there the rest of the day that we could do. Yeah, do let me know because uh, I, I, I definitely uh, got a few options here for uh, tickets and stuff. Yeah. So, um Definitely uh, keep me posted, and uh, yeah, I'm going to get this workout in real quick, and I'll be ready to do whatever. Cool, man. All right, man. Sounds good. Another good show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Come for the Sports Talk Show. Dave, how's it going? Yeah, man. <laughs> great, great two shows, right? Yeah, back to back. Yeah. Exhausted. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Peace out, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and privilege to be in this ring to announce the very first member of the WWE Hall of Fame Class of 2016. It is appropriate that we are here in New Orleans because this is where the man's career started and now culminates with an induction into the WWE Hall of Fame for the man they call Sting. He had the day glow face paint. He's yelling. He was definitely the most popular superstar at WCW. He just caught on. The paint, the charisma. Sting was my favorite wrestler for a long time. Literally the coolest thing ever. Like, I had Sting t-shirts. The crowded jewel for WCW! Certain people come along at different eras and times, you know, that has it. And he was one of them.
is where the big boys play, huh? We are at war. Somebody's got to stop us. Wait a minute. What? And now all of a sudden, he's this Avenger. A guy like Sting was like your last hope. Okay, man, you're all we got left. Uh, when you uh, thought about the WCW, uh, you thought about Sting first. Hugely important to their success. No man in sports makes an entrance like this man. He had to evolve that way to save WCW. He had to be bad to be good. Save that hero through that whole period, which was really hard to do. I think he would have succeeded anywhere at any point in time. Oh my God! The man who's never stepped foot inside WWE's arena before! Thank you to all the little singers out there. Congratulations to the icon, the man called Sting, the very first inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2016. And Byron, they're talking about this around the world today. Yeah, it's amazing to think how many lives have been touched by Sting during his 30-year career all over the world. You said it. Everybody talking about the induction of the vigilante, the icon, the franchise. Thing. In fact, uh, well, one of these tweets, uh, actually Instagram, may surprise you. The King had something to say about it. King James, LeBron James from the NBA, actually tweeted the following. He said, a legend, my favorite of all time, congratulations. 